0: Welcome to the Wrestling Outsiders Podcast My name is Ari Wittner It is a special bonus Friday night edition of WOP And in just a few minutes I'm going to bring on a special guest The TNA World Heavyweight Champion Mr. Drew Galloway Who's going to be on with me And we're going to discuss Slammiversary We're going to discuss everything going on in TNA right now and, um, yeah, that's going to be good. I do want to do a quick plug for TNA's Slammiversary this Sunday night on Pay-Per-View, Drew Galloway versus Bobby Lashley for the world title, EC3 versus Mike Bennett, and so much more. Um, apparently, there is, a, uh, um, there is some breaking news right before we post this that Maria Kanellis is out of Slammiversary. And so she will not be wrestling Gail Kim on that show. Um, But otherwise, I did a full recap on Wednesday night's show after TakeOver. So check that out. And so with with all of that taken care of, let's jump right into the interview with Drew. Welcome back to the Wrestling Outsiders podcast. I am joined now by the TNA World Heavyweight Champion, Mr. Drew Galloway. Drew, how are you doing this afternoon?
1: Then not too bad. I like the fact that the weather in Tampa is dreadful right now compared to Scotland where I just came from. And <laughs> uh, things are great. We're two days away from the pay-per-view anniversary, so the Mercury Race. I'm fired up.
0: Now, um, yes, this Sunday night, uh, you will defend against Lashley in a match. You can only win by submission or surrender. Now, you faced Lashley, I believe, at least four times by my count already. What are your thoughts on uh, Lashley going into this match?
1: The first couple of times i faced him, well first off, there's nobody like Bobby Lashley except maybe a brought Lesnar in the world, you know, the guy's an absolute machine, um, he's bigger than everyone, faster than everyone, and uh, you know a legit MMA undefeated fighter, there's nobody like him, I guess the changes in his attitudes the first couple of times we wrestled it was a very competitive uh, match, the first game I think, uh, I got hit, or he got me and then I got him the second time, It was just two guys going out giving it the all, but you know, recently, it's obviously been a change in attitude, Bobby Lashley, and he's gone from you know, that sportsman being aware of how you know good he is, but humble about it, to a guy who's willing to jump you from behind. <laughs> so if you've got a guy who's a freak athlete like Bobby Lashley, willing to take cowardly routes, you've got a very dangerous, dangerous animal. And the guy that hey, I've been going back and forth with, having all these wild brawls with, somebody something like I've never fought in my entire life, and the match finishing only knock in submissions, certainly favors it, but Drew Calgary will never tap out, so he will literally have to knock me out. But trust me, I'll do whatever it takes to knock that man out.
0: Now have you been training in submissions, or are you just planning on beating him and knocking him out?
1: Well, well, I've got a few submissions up my sleeve. I did tap at Kurt Angle, if you remember, Olympic gold medalist,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: with my Iron Maiden submission. I've uh, tapped Matt Hardy and around the world, I won a couple of titles with that particular submission. You know, I've got a few up my sleeve. I'm from Britain. I came from British wrestling, European wrestling. But I do have a lot of submissions that I've not utilized for a long time that I will be breaking out. But, you know, I'll usually go for the knockout. But in the case of a Bobby Lashley, I'm going to do whatever it takes to remain world champion.
0: That sounds good. Um, now, going back, um, you debuted in TNA back in January of 2015. And immediately you were programmed with some of the bigger names in the company, uh, what are your thoughts on the impact you were able to make from the start?
1: Uh, I feel very fortunate. It's just been you know, given the opportunity. Like sometimes you know in wrestling, um, you know you feel like you know you deserve it right that second. But it's just all about timing. It's all about the right moments. It's all about people believing in you and giving you the ball. But when I came in, was given the ball and the opportunity to score. And unless you get past the ball, you're never going to score. I appreciate the faith management that the company's always had in me, and I've been so very lucky that I've done some cool stuff. And the fans have been so receptive, and things have just built and built and built with some really cool TV and some cool angles to the point we're at now, where I believe we're putting out such a high quality television show with some high quality angles. And everything's at a crescendo now, with everything going on, it's leading into the pay per view, and this Slam anniversary is so significant and important, and it's going to turn some serious heads.
0: Um, Now you mentioned that uh, you were able to tap out Kurt Angle A uh, a while ago when you wrestled him Uh, What are your thoughts on first teaming and then wrestling Kurt um, Especially being one of his last opponents earlier this year
1: That's incredible It's like just the dreams are us Like this is my life goal to, to do this job I've been doing it since I was 15 I've been in the States for nine years now I'm just so lucky that I've always been able to do it The wrestling Kurt Angle was a big thing coming into the company, and I didn't know if I was going to have the opportunity to do it. And then I got to wrestle him once in the impact zone, uh, where he uh, won that one. But I really learned so, so much from wrestling the man. And then in the UK and Manchester, you know, we really went to war, went to town on each other. And anybody that thinks Kurt Angle, you know, towards the end of his career is completely wrong because I've never been in the ring with (laughs) So they could just go and go and go like that. Maybe like Lashley right now, but the guy's an absolute machine and the fact that I was one of the few people to tap him out especially and, you know I don't even know how many years that's just such a cool moment and you know I really appreciate Kurt for, for everything he did for me
0: mm-hmm. um now you had won the world title for Matt Hardy back in March uh cashing in your Feaster fired briefcase um take us through that night um, and how it felt to win your first world title
1: you don't really get a chance to process it you know. Um, I think when I was younger, I probably would have just thought it and ran out and partied all night and not thought about the future. That particular weekend was wild. I was in Germany on Friday, Scotland and Saturday, Germany on Sunday. The flight got screwed up on Monday. I had to buy my own flight. I got the TV four hours late. I found out I was getting the title. I had no time to process it. I won the title. As soon as I won the title, I had my reaction right away. I was thinking, you know, what's going to make me different? How am I going to stand out? How am I going to be different to everyone performing? instead of jumping out and party avoid it was, okay, I'm the ambassador, I'm the world champion, I'm the guy that everyone looks to now in this company, what's going to separate me, and it's, you know, the fact that I travel the world, uh, basically every week on the busiest wrestler in the world, I wanted to take that title around the world become the first traveling world champion, the trick player. I've been very lucky to do that, and hopefully get some more eyes on the company, if they like what they sell with me, they'll get P&A chance, and they will love what they see. The product is phenomenal right
0: now. Um, now, like you mentioned, uh, you have been defending the title all around the world, um, defending in England and Scotland. Um, how do you feel about being, like you said, like Ric Flair, being that old school, traveling world champion?
1: So that was a big goal of mine when I won the Evolve title, the ICW title, I took them around the world and I defended them in multiple countries and continents and they were you know, recognized as the world, like world titles. And that was something I did personally. It meant a lot to me. and If I'm you know, the representative for the company, I'm going to do whatever it takes. So when you've got like a recognized world title such as a TNA World Title, you know that's a huge honour. And um, I just, you know, took it upon myself like, what am I going to do? How am I going to be different? What can I do to make TNA stand out? And that is the one thing that does make me different. And um, it's the fact that i around the world and you know, it's truly, really, you know, living the dream. I set myself some goals, and everything I've achieved so far, thanks to the company believing in me, was really the stuff I was thinking a couple of years down the line. So, thanks to
0: TNAF, smashed some big, big goals over the past year. Now, last year during the TNA-GFW feud, um, you were one of the key players in that um, and helped the team win the lethal lockdown match and retain control. Um, What were your memories of that feud and uh, just thoughts of the whole situation?
1: I enjoyed it. I was a bit rushed, obviously. and just the nature of you know how things work out, we can't help that. But, you know, the match itself, when it came down to the, you know, GFW versus TNA, the crowd was so invested and so, you know, behind us. It was such a cool feeling. But that's the thing that stands out most. I get, you know, hair standing up my arm, thinking about it. And the fact that I was the captain of TNA, and like I got remember when I, you know, got that win in and seen the crowd's reaction and, you know, we're all together there and they came out having that celebration. It felt real. Really, it's just such a, such a cool moment and, you know, it's where I got the captain nickname from, it. everyone's always asking me. But it's pretty cool now, I'm world champion, you know, it's pretty cool to be the captain of the ship right now, considering how good everything's been going recently and how amazing it's going to be on Sunday when, you know, we get everybody's attention and show the world, you know, this is what we're about these days. You know, you really need to start checking out the show because it's cat Mess TV and then we'll put the live show on Tuesday. The you know, things in TNA right now are just so good. and We really are turning heads. I'm so proud of everybody.
0: Now, um, TNA um, has had a little bit of a lapsed fan base over the years. Um, Can you tell the fan who might be listening to this right now, why should they give TNA a second chance? That they may have given up on TNA a few years ago. Uh, Why should they watch on Tuesday nights on Pop? Well, I think I've
1: covered a couple of things so far, but I'll reiterate myself, it's... Like I, I use this example, like I don't want to you know, talk forever, mm-hmm. um, but like in WWE, when I won the IC title, Sheamus won the world title on the same night, that's because Vincent someone realized, oh my goodness, old guys are going away, I have to build new stars. p the old guard, are going out, the company recognized they have to build some guys now, and it started giving people the ball. Like I was fortunate to win the world title, the cake with the tag titles, younger guys like Eli Drake, etc., you know, getting these opportunities and everybody stepped up and this was months ago and you now everybody has just really been knocking out the park storyline wise if you, you've been watching the show, me, my minute, myself Lashley, the Hardy Boys these stories have came together, everybody's been finding their characters and every, and, like, every of the creative not rushed for anything like right now the, the TV is so good and if you look at everything the, the tide is turning, you listen to all the, the podcasts etc, people are coming over like, the tide is starting to turn right now Like if you look at it know as my buddy Wade would say the winds have changed are blowing and things are switching and people are getting more positive about the company and that's why Sunday's so significant because people are starting to hear everyone talk about it. I think Mick Foley just tweeted something, but people are starting to see the difference, they're starting to feel the difference and the tides are turning. And Sunday is so significant. So I'd recommend jump on board Sunday and just watch it. If you don't enjoy it, I'll give you the money back myself. I really believe everybody Going out there is going to knock out the park on Sunday and follow up and change it with a fantastic show. And I think we're going to really, really, really you know, get everyone back on board with this new year of TNA.
0: Um, I know I'm not able to watch every week, but the bits I have seen have been really good. And actually, I bought Bound for Glory last year when it was you, Matt, and EC3 in the main event, and I really enjoyed it. Um, and, you know, it's just hard sometimes to reverse momentum, but you guys seem to be doing a good job at that right now um who are some of your favorite people to wrestle whether just BTNA or pretty much anywhere that you've been over the years uh...
1: always nice up because i was get people but you know obviously Henshi Kurt Angle that's a very significant one and you know, myself and Jonah Gargano in Independence. you know, have had some nice matches and were very strong um, yeah, I've to wrestling with Matt Hardy a bunch of times. I really enjoy everything. we worked with the wrestling of each other for you know, eight, nine years now. Just pretty wild. Wrestling Jeff Hardy, you know, recently that was you know, pretty crazy because, you know, not had the injury. probably hasn't been to one to go the way he used to go. And my goodness, whatever crazy ideas I come up with in wrestling, that man is absolutely wild, way out of the box. So that was fun. And then we'll go back to Bobby Lashley. I do genuinely love wrestling with Bobby Lashley because. And it, it, it's just a wrestling match It's a fight like we, make pe- we make people question You know, uh, oh, you know I don't know how this works. So I'm not too sure this match On Sunday People are going to watch that match And just don't know what's going on Because we're really going out there To make a statement <laughs> And you know We are going to knock it out of the
0: park And we are planning to steal the show I'm, I look forward to checking uh, it out um, Is there anyone in the UK uh, That we here in America May not have heard of Any great wrestlers That we should keep an eye on uh, that may become bigger household names in the years to come?
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's just such a wealth of talent across the world right now. In the UK, and I'm, I'm taking an eye out for an Irish wrestler called Big Damo. You know, he's a six foot four, 330-pound hairy Irishman. So hmm. we've had some, some wild battles. and yeah, so I think as people know him Dar, he's coming over here soon. You'll, you'll soon know about him if you don't know him about him already. He's from the same town as me. He's you starting to catch some fire over here. God, I'll just leave people out. This feel so bad. Everybody's the answer. <laughs> That's <Those are> the funny. <laughs> they just jumped right to the line. So if anyone's listening, I'm sorry if I didn't mention you. I wasn't asking you. Marty Scurll, there you go. I'm right. to catch some fire right now. <laughs> um,
0: since you started with TNA, there has been a lot of turnover with the roster. Has it been a hectic time, or have you been excited to face such a wide variety of talent? So
1: like I mentioned, just the nature of wrestling and it's just like I said, you know, a time where the older guard are going out and it's up to us, you know, uh, like myself and guys like EC3 uh, to step up, you know, an opportunity to leap and just, you know, tell everybody like, hey, you've all got a, a chance here, you're going to be on like, TV, they're giving you the ball, you've wanted the ball, a lot of you just felt like, you know, you've got a bit of a chip on your shoulder, now's your chance, knock it out and every single person's got an opportunity it's just knocked it out. You know, it's such a team effort. Nobody's out for themselves. Whatever anyone says about the little morale crap, it's BS yes, because everyone back to the age is so motivated and morale is through the roof. So we just want to make this work, and that's why the show's been so good because everyone from the office, uh, to the roster, to the production guys, the guys that set up the ring, everybody is just busting the roster together to make this thing happen. And so and you know, surely we've got to where we're at right now, which is just the boiling point for Islam and Ressar. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, well, again, I want to thank you so much for being on the show. Um, as we wrap things up here, do you have any uh, plugs that you want to uh, throw out there? Any upcoming shows and matches that you're going to have?
1: Oh, well, if you're in Tampa tonight, check out Evolve and uh, e Evo the New and then tomorrow in Orlando. But most importantly, like, check out it. Flammiversary on Sunday. Like, a guarantee um, it's really going to, you know, if you've got an opinion, it's really going to sway it. If you're watching already, you already know. But if you're not and you have an opinion set in your mind, just give it a chance I guarantee you're going to see something special and something that's going to get you hooked. There will be the live TV right after, so check it all out if you're a reference fan. Just bloody give it a chance. All
0: right, well, thank you again for joining us, and we'll be right back.